Tuesdays. I'm your host, Dr. Beth Trammell, a licensed psychologist and an associate professor of psychology at Indiana University East, where I'm also the director of the Master's in Mental Health Counseling program. And today, I want to talk a little bit about some takeaways that I had after reading a book called, let me pull it up here, The Good Among the Great, 19 Traits of the Most Admirable, Creative, and Joyous People by Donald Vandemark. Okay, so um, this is perhaps a book that if you're uh, a mom or a dad or, you know, a grandparent or caregiver, it may not be uh, kind of the first thing you pick up. Uh, It's probably geared more towards leaders. But, you know, as I continue to work with parents and caregivers, I realize over and over and over how many leadership principles really come into play when we are, you know, trying to raise little humans, right? So I want to talk about a specific aspect that is on page 132 of this book, where the the author shares some takeaways um, as we consider different ways of assessing the world clearly and efficiently. And even as I just uh, say that, that subtitle, you know, assessing the world clearly and efficiently. If that doesn't go into parenting, I'm not sure what does. So one thing that uh, that the author shares is that we should be creating a daily routine tailored to our wants and talents, not just to your needs or the needs of others. And for me, that really stood out because so much of my daily routine includes all the things I have to do, (laughs) right? I mean, I have to travel, uh, you know, to this place for work, or I have to do these six meetings today, or my son or my daughter has practice and I'm transporting and it's my turn to carpool. I don't really think about um, my talents for sure. And I think what I find from most people, in fact, I was just doing um, some teacher trainings here uh, toward the end of the year and was talking with folks about goal setting and rejuvenation. And um, as we as busy parents think about even including things that we want on our schedule Sometimes that could be really tricky for us, you know. I I hear from people all the time that they say, you know, I just feel guilty if I ever do anything that I want, right? Even if it's something that may be good for me, going to the gym, for example, or or stopping at the library. Um, we have a lot of of guilt in those kind of automatic, irrational, negative thoughts that come when we say, I want to prioritize my wants or my talents in my schedule. So I want to challenge us to think about what that would look like, right? What would that look like in your life to include in your schedule your wants and your talents? And for some of you, you may need to revisit what your talents are. You know, I think we've been in a space of, whew, just a lot, you know, the last couple of years. And, and I'm not sure we've spent a lot of time really sitting around pondering, uh, you know, what our talents are, or what they still are, right? It's like, I know this is what my job is, but is this what my talent is? The second thing uh, that this author shares is that we need to find time each day to tune out the 
quote, chattering mind, end quote, and tune in to your inner rhythm. Woo! <laughs> I want to do that. You know, don't you, doesn't that sound great, right? Find time each day to tune out the chattering mind and tune in to your inner rhythm. Y'all, I think we are stuck in chattered minds. I think we are flooded by um, external stimuli all the time. And I don't know that we spend, I know we don't spend a whole lot of time tuning into our inner rhythm. What is that inner rhythm for you, right? As I I think about the lives of of so many uh, teachers that I work with or parents that I work with, so much of our inner rhythm is directly related to our outer rhythm, right? So the busyness of our week uh, corresponds to an internal chaotic rhythm. If we paused every day, and, and maybe that's just a pause, right? Maybe we just start with, with just a, a minute or two or five minutes where we set an alarm on our phone or, you know, every hour at the, the 55, we take just uh, a breath to tune in to how our inner rhythm is going. What is my body wanting right now? Do I want to stretch? Do I want to move? Do I want to drink? Do I want to... And I mean drink water, right, y'all? So for any of you who are like, I want to drink. (laughs) I'm not sure that's what we're talking about here. But how can you spend more time removing the chatter and tuning in to the inner rhythm? Because I do think they go together. When you're spending time tuning to the inner rhythm, we aren't as busy with our chattering mind. I love this next one. Don't believe everything you think. Woo! All of these are so good. All of these are so good. I have talked to so many people, both in my clinical career over the last 20 years, working with kids and families, with parents in the therapy room, and now doing uh, a lot of training and consultation in classrooms, where I talk to a lot of folks who believe a lot of negative thoughts about themselves. You know, they think in their minds, I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I'm not um, well enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not fill in the blank. I want to put it on a post-it note on everyone's bathroom mirror, on everyone's refrigerator, on everyone's computer. Don't believe everything you think. And in fact, if you find yourself struggling with some of those internal narratives, I'd encourage you to reach out to a trusted friend. Maybe it's a pastor or a supervisor who can speak some truth to you. Because sometimes the thoughts can be very convincing. And I'll speak from my own experience and from the experiences of many, many clients that sometimes it takes another person to speak truth to you. So if you're having some negative thoughts, reach out because I promise you, you are not the first person who's had those thoughts. The last thing I want to share um, here, actually, no, there's two more. (laughs) Ah, Be alert to what excites you. When was the last time you were excited? You know, I think about our kids that get excited over everything. You know, my teenager gets excited about cheesesteaks for dinner. 
like really excited, you know, they come home and they're like, yes, I am so excited to have cheesesteaks for dinner. I don't know that I do that. (laughs) Maybe with food I do. I get excited about cupcakes or um, maybe things that aren't great for me. Be alert to what excites you. And I think that also suggests you have to allow yourself to be excited. Right? We have to be vulnerable enough to be excited. And that may be just the first place for us to start. The last one, pay attention to your daydreams, particularly when you drive, shower, and walk. These are times of sensory stimulation and thus open pathways to non-analytical wisdom. I want to open pathways to non-analytical wisdom. I am a very analytical thinker. I have a father who's an engineer who is probably the most analytical person I know. And I love you, Dad. But when I think about wisdom, I think there is great wisdom in analysis. I I don't want to discount that, right? But I think we also need to be open to this idea of non-analytical wisdom. So what can I learn about myself and the world around me and my kids as I allow myself to daydream? Maybe we don't daydream enough. You know, just kind of sit around and think about what things would be like. And I want you to realize, you know, we are all very busy people. We have very busy schedules. And I know that I'm suggesting a lot of sort of pausing time here in this episode. And some of you may be kind of rolling your eyes like, oh, geez, here she goes again. (laughs) But I'm not talking about sitting around doing nothing all day. I'm talking about tiny increments of time where we're intentional with these things, right? We're intentional with paying attention to what excites us. We're intentional with our daydreaming time. We're intentional with taking that breath to realize what it is that matters to us. I'd love to hear from anyone out there who's listening, who's maybe trying these things, or or maybe you have a follow-up question about any of these things, or frankly, if you have an idea for a future episode that you want to hear about, I would love to hear from you. My email address is beth at makewordsmatterforgood.com. And I appreciate you listening uh, this morning. And I hope that maybe you found one uh, nugget that inspired you today that my hope will kind of settle your soul, help you see the world in a more, um, in a, a clearer and more efficient manner. And I hope that that translates to your ability to make words matter for good with your families. Until next time, y'all, thanks for listening and stay safe and stay well.